So my message is entitled, When You Are Weary. When you are weary. In, in, in your journey with God, there will be times and seasons where you will grow weary. It's not a matter of, it's not a matter of if or might happen. There is a point in your walk that you will go through stuff. In fact, let's read John 16, verse 33. It says it like this. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. I just love the way the Lord speaks. You know, I've told you stuff, and I've told you this because I want you to have a peace. And we know that His peace is so unique. It's a peace that surpasses understanding. He said, Jesus said that my peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the world does. So He's not telling us to have peace like you know, when we go on vacation. He's telling us to have a supernatural peace that comes from him. And he says this afterwards, after he's just told us, listen, I've you know, shared all this stuff with you so that you will have peace. Because the truth is, in your walk with God, in the second part of the verse, he says, in the world, you will have tribulation. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to go through some things. And then he says this, he says, but be of good cheer. So he's saying, listen, don't worry. Even when you're going through that, there's good news. Be of good cheer. There's good news. He says, I have overcome the world. And because he has overcome, I want you to know that it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're facing right now. That the ultimate end of it all, you will overcome as well. You may not feel like it right now, but in Christ, you will overcome. Amen? You will overcome. So we understand that there are going to be things that take place. There are going to be situations where it becomes difficult or it feels difficult. It feels like we just can't make it to the other side. And many of us, at some point, simply feel like giving up. Has anybody in the room ever felt like, man, I just want to give up? Now, I mean, you know, we can give up on so many things. Many people get to a point in their marriage where they're just like, I just can't do this anymore. And they want to give up. There are people that want to give up, you know, uh, on, 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 on their job. They just can't handle their job anymore. There's Young people, and I shared this specifically in the first service, young people that struggle so much. I'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But they want to give up because it becomes difficult. Life just gets difficult. And it's hard for us sometimes because you'll look at someone and go, man, that's not so bad. You should know what I've been through. Well, the truth is everybody experiences trials, tribulations, difficult things differently. In fact, let's take a look at what the book of Isaiah says. Isaiah's, Isaiah 40 Verse 28, Isaiah 40, verse 28. He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Listen, he does not get weary. He does not get faint. So no matter what happens, in this timeline of life and even beyond it, God is never weary. He never gives up. Amen? And I love this next part. He says, 
His understanding is unsearchable. His understanding is, he understands. He understands. His understanding of everything is beyond what we could ever imagine. But I also believe even in our own lives, he understands what you're going through. He understands what you're dealing with. If anyone understands, he does. And he says this, he gives power to the weak. So when you are struggling, when you are dealing with something, I want you to know that God is able to give you power. When he says, I give power to the weak, I don't believe the context is he gives power to someone who is physically weak. In, in other words, they're not strong. They don't go to gym or whatever. He's talking about someone that's gotten to a place where they feel powerless. They feel weak. They feel defeated. They feel like it's just too much. Like they can't really go on anymore. They can't deal with this situation anymore. It's just become too difficult. And he says, listen, I give power. I give power to the weak. He doesn't say knowledge. He doesn't say understanding. He doesn't say abilities. He says, I give you power. In other words, I will get you out of this situation. I will empower you. I will give you everything you need. Come on, somebody. He says, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. So when you get to that place where you just feel like you just can't, God has a way of strengthening you, of increasing your strength so that you can make it, so that you can get to the other side. Because we all go through those times, those, those seasons. And, 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 I, and, and he overemphasizes something here that I think is important for us to notice. He says, even the youths shall faint and be weary. Even young people, sometimes we tend to kind of overlook them. Or we think that their pain, what they're dealing with, is not as severe as what we go through. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, we look at, like, you know, in our lives, if, if we have a broken relationship or something like that, we, 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 feel, we feel so much that it's so difficult. But we overlook the fact that maybe a young person, you know, got a little too serious perhaps. And now their pain is actually very real. And they're hurting. He says... He says, and even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. They shall utterly fall. In other words, they get to a place where it becomes so difficult for them that they can't stand anymore. They can't hold on anymore. And he's speaking specifically here to young people that we sometimes tend to overlook. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. He says... But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. What he says when he says this, what he means when he says this is, listen, while you feel that way, while you're going through this thing that you're dealing with, if you're able to stand, if you're able to stay waiting for God to move, waiting for God to answer, waiting for the breakthrough to come, waiting for the deliverance, waiting for the restoration, waiting for the healing, if you're able to wait, if you're able to stay there, the Bible says that He shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and shall not faint. Listen, sometimes it gets so intense 
It gets so severe, it gets so bad that it feels like we just can't do it anymore. And it's in this place that many people give up on their marriage, on their relationships, on their, on their, on their walk with God. Some people have even gotten to the point where they give up on life entirely. They can't do it anymore. They struggle so much that they give up completely. And the Bible is saying, listen, just hang in there. Just wait on God. Wait for what? Wait for Him to give you strength. Wait for Him to give you the answer. Wait for Him to give you the solution. What happens is people don't wait. They go back to the, they go back to the bar. They go back to the drugs. They go back to that relationship. That, 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 and they cheat on their spouse again because they, it's just become too hard. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait. Wait for God. Wait for Him. Wait for Him to come. Wait for Him. Amen. Those who wait on the Lord, He will renew their strength. He will strengthen them. You know, if we look in our lives, there are several different things, and I can't give you all the examples, but I'm going to give you a few that are pretty straightforward that could cause you in your walk with God to become weary, to get to a place where you just feel like you can't take it anymore. So obviously the basic one would be just regular trials, just trials, tribulations, challenges. James 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials. I don't like this verse. What are you talking about? Count it all joy. When there's a trial, I don't like it. Let's be honest. But he's saying count it all joy. Why? Knowing, because you must know that when you do that, that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Listen, something is happening to you. God will even use your bad situation to bring change. I've taught you on this. He says in 1 Peter 4 verse 12, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. You see, what happens is we, as soon as we get into a test, we're like, man, you know, I need to see now where did I sin and what did I do wrong? And, you know, don't think it's strange. Listen, Job, Job, Job did nothing wrong. The Bible says he was upright and blameless before God. Upright and blameless. In other words, there was no open door. But what happens is the enemy gets before God and says, hey, that guy, Job, I bet you, and I'm paraphrasing, please, don't say that the devil, you know, okay. If you take everything away from him, he'll curse you, God. He'll turn against you. So God says, listen, just don't kill him. Do whatever else you want. Blameless and upright. And he gets tested. He gets tried. He goes through literal hell. He loses everything. Don't think it's strange when you go through something. It's not always going to be your fault. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. We don't have all the answers. There's not always a theological 
point that's going to bring you to understand why you're dealing with what you're dealing with. But what we do know is that those who wait, those who stay strong, those who stand firm, just like Job, who God gave him back double everything he lost. If you hang on, if you hold on, he says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. Watch this. That when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Listen. When they asked when they asked, why was this man like this? Why was he in this condition? Jesus said, they asked him, was it something that he did? Was it something his father did? What did he do? And Jesus said, it was for the glory of God. Listen, your life, if you surrender, if you wait for God, can bring him glory. Even your trial, even your situation. If you stand, if you wait, if you just hang in there. God will use it. He didn't do it to you, but he will use it. Listen, God's not the one who did what Satan did to Job. It was Satan who did it. So there are several different things that will happen to us. Let me give you another one. You see, sometimes when God doesn't move quickly, or when we don't see a breakthrough, we're trusting God, we're waiting for something to happen. And we just don't get it. It just doesn't happen fast enough. It just doesn't come the way we want it to or the way we expect it to. And the Bible tells us that this will cause us hardship. Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred. Deferred means drawn out or to be disappointed because it hasn't happened. Makes the heart sick. So you will, because you haven't seen the breakthrough, because your hope, what you were hoping and trusting for hasn't happened. You didn't see the miracle. You didn't see the breakthrough. You didn't see the healing. You didn't see the deliverance. It hasn't happened yet. Because you haven't had it yet, deferred, it hasn't happened, disappointed. What happens is you become weary. You become sick from it. Right? But if you hang on, if you hang in there, he says, but when the desire comes... It is a tree of life. But that first part of the verse is there to tell us that there may be times we don't see the breakthrough. And that it, it can cause you to become weary. It can be cause you to become hurt, challenged. It can happen. Are you with me? The next thing I think is even, even more difficult. And that is sorrow. As a Christian, you will go through seasons in your life where you will sorrow, where you will have loss. And that can come in so many different forms. That loss can come when you lose a loved one, when you lose someone and you don't understand why. You don't understand why, and that loss and that pain is very real. But what's important is that when we go through it, that we don't let go of God, that we wait, that we trust Him. You see, the sorrow, the mourning, the part where it hurts, the weeping may endure, but joy comes in the morning for those who wait. Listen, when Lazarus died, the Bible says when word got to Jesus that he wept. He was sorrowful. Are you with me? He wept. Now the theologians want to tell us it's because of this, it's because of this. How do you know? Were you there? 
perhaps for a moment he, he, he saw, he felt in his, in his flesh, in his body, he felt what it, that loss felt like. He, he saw it, he, he felt it for that moment, but he was God. He had faith, he trusted, he believed, he knew, and that's why he could continue, and that's how it has to be for us. Even in our sorrow, even in our pain, I wanna come back to young people. You see, oftentimes we overlook their hurt, we overlook their pain, and we're very quick to tell them, listen, you need to just get over it. Well, how do you know how hard it is for them? You know, I, 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 was, I was telling the first service, I went to my daughter's volleyball game this week. And I'm like her greatest cheerleader, my wife and I. And we're busy shouting for her and everything. And this girl from the other school was like 14 foot tall. And she jumped up there and she hit the ball. And it was like, it went like 400 miles an hour. Okay, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit, but it was really fast. She spiked the ball really hard. And it hit my daughter square in the face. I mean, it's like, I've seen the ball hit her before, but this time it was like, I mean, she almost fell over. It was really hard. And the first words that came out of my mouth were, shake it off, Annie. <laughs> and she looked at me and I said, shake it off. And I'm like, don't cry, <laughs> just shake it off. <clears throat> and I can see her eyes twitching, her mouth is not moving, her nose is red, she can't see straight. And that's how we are. When our kids get hurt, and I'm not talking now in the, in the natural, it's just an example to explain to us that, listen, sometimes they get beat up and hurt, and you must have a little bit of compassion. Because you may not think it's a big deal, but their hearts might be broken. <clears throat> Seasons of loss can be extremely difficult. Do you know that they say that when someone has been cheated on by their spouse, it's like a death. It's like, it feels like a death. Divorce can be like a death if it's really, it can be really painful. Please, this is no condemnation. I just want to share with you. These are things that people go through, that they experience in their life. And I want you to know that in any season that you're walking in, if you wait for God, before you move, before you make a decision, God has the ability to give you the strength to see it through, to make it to the other side. Amen. <clears throat> you see, what the enemy desires to do in this season of testing is to show God that you don't have the faith to hang in there. It's, I really believe this is Satan, one of Satan's happy places. While you're in the middle of feeling weary, like you just can't make it, you just, you want to give up, whatever it is you're dealing with, this is where the enemy comes and says, you see God, he's gone back to the booze, he's gone back to that woman, he's going to renounce you, he's not going to serve you anymore, he's not going to follow you anymore, he's not going to stay with you anymore, he's not going to be faithful anymore. This is exactly what the enemy wants. You must understand that there is a heaven's courtroom and Jesus is the advocate. If you don't believe it, go read Job. Amen. Proverbs 24 verse 10 says, If you faint in the day of adversary, adversity, your strength is small. 
if you faint, if you let go, it's because your strength isn't there anymore. Are you with me? But I want you to know that God has the ability to strengthen you in your inner man. Ephesians 3.16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. God will strengthen you. So how does he strengthen us? How do we deal with a situation like this where we just feel like we're weary, we can't handle it anymore, we can't take it anymore? What should we do? There are a few things from Scripture that I'll show you. But now, please, this is not a complete list. God can do, can do it in any way that he wants. But what does the Bible say? Psalm 119, 28 says, My soul melts from heaviness. Guys, if your soul melts from heaviness, that means you are struggling. He says, strengthen me. How do you get strengthened? According to your word. You see, when you trust God, when you believe God, when you hold on to God, when you know his promises are true, when you feel alone, what does the Bible say? He will never leave you or forsake you. So even in that moment, his word has the potential and the power to give you strength. His word has the potential and power to release strength to you. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written before, uh, whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You see, it's that hope that we need, it's that strength that we need that will come through God's word. One of the ways that God will strengthen you in your weakness, in your time of struggle, is His Word. Not the shrink. Not that shrinks are bad all the time. But His Word will give you empowerment, hope, strength. Are you with me? Okay. The next thing, and and this is so important, guys. When you are in turmoil, when you are in struggle, prayer is so powerful. But the way that you pray in those moments is so important. Because you can pray a defeated prayer or you can pray a prayer that brings victory. There's a difference. Psalm 61 verse number 1. Listen to what he says. Oh, hear my cry, O God. Listen, he's desperate. Can you hear it? Oh, hear my cry, oh God. Attend to my prayer. In other words, please God, hear this prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. It's too much. Can't take it. It's too hard. Can't bear with it. Then he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me. What's he doing? He's shifting. He's shifting. He's saying, God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, in, I'm struggling. But now there's a shift. And he reminds the Lord of how God has been good to him before. How God has helped him before. He says, for you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from my enemy. Last time the enemy did this, God, you got me through it. Last time the enemy attacked me, you saw me through it. The next verse is so important. He says, I, for you have been a shelter. And he says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. What he's saying is, God, 
I might feel overwhelmed. I might feel like it's too much, but I want you to know I will worship you all the days of my life. I will stay with you all the days of my life. I will stay true to you no matter how hard it gets, no matter how painful it is, no matter how difficult it is. When you do that, that's when He answers. That's when He strengthens you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. I will trust you in the shelter of your wings. Philippians 4, 6 explains this to us. Be anxious for nothing. Yes, okay. But in everything by prayer and supplication. Watch this now. How? How should we go to God when we are anxious? Come to Him with your prayers, your supplications. But how? With what? With thanksgiving. You see, the currency of the kingdom is faith. If you want to move things in the spirit realm, you need the kingdom behind you. And faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith changes everything. When you are anxious, when you are overwhelmed, when you come to God and say, my heart is troubled, God, but I know you were with me before. I know you helped me before. Lord, that time you saved my daughter. That time you stepped in, God. Lord, will you not do it again? No matter what, God, I'm gonna serve you all the days of my life. I'm so thankful to you. You did it before, God. I give you praise. I honor you. What are you doing? You are waiting. You are waiting for Him to move. You haven't given up. You may feel like it, but you haven't done it yet. Amen? Amen. He says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What I love about God is that He has this amazing ability, even when we are in pain, to release something to us by His Spirit. And He says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. What is he saying? He's saying, I will strengthen you. I will give you my peace and it'll help your heart and it'll help your mind. You'll be able to get through this if you trust, if you're thankful, if you're able to just keep going. Don't give up, just keep on going. He'll get you to the other side. If you trust him, if you, if you have faith, if you believe, are you with me? The third thing is joy. Joy, not joy that we have, that's temporary of the world. The joy of the Lord. The Bible tells us in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Listen to me. When I read this, you're thinking to yourself, how can, I be, how can I have joy in the midst of turmoil? How can I have joy in the midst of a fight in my family? How can I have joy in the midst of a crisis, losing my job, losing my home, losing a loved one? How can I possibly have joy? How does that make any sense at all? I'm so glad you're asking. Let me tell you. You see, Philippians 4.4 explains it to us. Remember what Jesus said. He'll give you peace that surpasses understanding. 
The joy of the Lord that is your strength is just like that. It doesn't come from your feelings. It comes from a place of understanding who God is. That's why he says this in Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. When it's going well. When things are just working out. When the marriage is perfect. Rejoice in the Lord Say it again. Come on, somebody say it louder. Come on, somebody give Him some praise. Come on, somebody rejoice in this place. Come on, somebody rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Oh, I know it's hard. I know it's not easy. But that's faith. That's faith. While Satan's destroying everything, you're busy going, Lord, I rejoice in you. I know you are still on the throne. I know you are still God. And you may feel, you may feel the opposite. And what's so amazing is the writer wants to overemphasize it. So he doesn't stop there. He says, and again, and again, I say, no matter what, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, rejoice. Rejoice. Why? Because that joy will be your strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord will be your strength. While you're rejoicing and it doesn't feel like you should, God will begin to strengthen you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This next one was really powerful for me because I got to see it in action this week. And I think it's such a powerful, powerful thing. God will use someone whom He has strengthened to strengthen you. God will use someone whom He has strengthened to strengthen you. Let me give you the scripture. Let me give you an example. Jesus goes to Peter. Before Peter, before Jesus goes to the cross, and he tells Peter something, Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. Now, what most people don't realize is the word you there is plural in the Greek, which means he's not speaking to Peter about Peter only. He's saying Satan has asked for you, and he's talking about the disciples, Satan has asked for you, the disciples. Like I can say if that church over there, I'm talking about them. You know, I'm talking about a whole group. It's plural. Are you with me? Satan has asked for you, you guys. Okay, now watch what he says. He says, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. And we know that the enemy after the cross did that to all of them. He challenged them and took them all on. He says this, but I have prayed for you, singular. I have prayed for you, Peter. Why? That your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, listen, Peter, you guys are going to go through something. Satan has asked to sift you. But I want you to know that I, Jesus, I have prayed for you, Peter, because you're going to get through it. You're not going to fall. You're not going to end your life. You're not going to feel complete. You're going to feel defeated. But I've prayed for you, Peter. You're going to be strengthened. And when you have made it, when you have come through, I want you to go and strengthen your brethren. 
I want you to go because the strength that I'm going to impart to you, you will take to them. Come on, somebody. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. This week, this week, the girls in, one of the girls in the House of Transfiguration graduated. We're so proud of her. Amen. And, you know, it was really beautiful to watch all the ladies kind of share the counselors that were sitting there and everything. And, and one of the counselors, one of the ladies that works with, with, with them, you know, actually, I think it was her that shared the story, the girl. And she shared a story how one night she was afraid and she went to this counselor's room. She was at that stage taking care of the place at night. So she went to her room to wake her up at like two o'clock in the morning. And she went in there and said, listen, I'm really afraid. You know, and so the lady responded and said, listen, you know what? Let me take my pillow and I'll go and I'll sleep with you in the lounge. And the two of us can sleep there together. Listen, you come into my room at two o'clock in the morning, brother. I'm going to say, you don't have enough faith. You backslidden, go pray. You shouldn't be afraid of anything. That's my response. But you must understand that she knows what it's like to be alone at night. She knew what it felt like to be in that state. And God has strengthened her in that time when she suffered like that. And so she was able to have a compassion. That compassion was not her compassion. That compassion came from God. So much so that it affected this girl so much that when she shared her stories about what affected her most, that was one of them. That's exactly what the Lord will do. He will touch you. He will have compassion on you. He will show mercy to you. He will show love to you. And his desire is that you will pass it on to somebody else. Amen. Now watch. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. That's who He is, guys. He is full of mercy and He is full of compassion. Now watch this who comforts us in all our tribulation. In other words, when you have gone through tribulation, He will comfort you. Why? That we might be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. There's the verse. With the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So when you have received that mercy, when you have made it through that trial. You see, your testimony is so powerful. If God has saved your marriage, He didn't do it just for you. If God encouraged you as a young person when you were able to stand up to them when they came against you, He did it for you so that you could strengthen somebody else. God will use you and what you've been through to strengthen somebody else. That's another way that He strengthens us. We need the body of Christ. Amen. We need each other. Amen. God will also strengthen you himself. Just like this verse before this tells us that others will strengthen us. He tells us already there that, listen, you will first be strengthened by him. So there will be seasons and times while you're going through something that God himself will come and strengthen you. The Bible tells us this. Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do all things. Everybody say all things. all things. You can do all things 
When you hear this, most of you think, I can fly a plane, I can climb a mountain. Listen, what he's saying is, everything, you can get through it. Every mountain, you can overcome. Every hardship, you can overcome. How? Through Christ, who does what? Strengthens us. You see, when you're weary, he will strengthen you. And you can do it. You can overcome. You can make it through. You don't have to give up. You don't have to end it. It's not over yet. God's not done with you yet. Are you with me? Ephesians 6, 10 says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. I love this in the Amplified. Be empowered through your union with Him, your union with Him, your time with Him. Draw your strength from Him, that strength which His boundless might provides. There is a strength that will come from Him if you can just hang on, if you can just hold on in what you're going through. Just stand true, stand firm on His Word. Don't let Him go. There is a might that comes that brings strength to your mortal body. Amen. Psalm 23. Actually, let's skip that. Let's move to, let's move to the end. Are you guys okay? So what am I saying? I'm saying you might be sitting here this morning and you might be weary. You might feel like giving up. You might feel like it's just been too hard. And I don't know what it is you're dealing with. I've given as many examples as I can think of. You know, my wife was sharing with me during the break. It's so true. I don't know why the Lord is overemphasizing young people today, but, you know, you know, young people can be really mean sometimes. You know, sometimes someone will say stuff to you and attack you and, and speak evil towards you, hurt you with their words. And again, I think sometimes we as parents overlook how, how serious and how hurtful that can really be for young people. I want you to know, guys, hang in there. Hang in there. Because if you wait and you trust God, He will see you through it. He'll strengthen you in it. That's what He does. He's so good. No matter what it is that you're dealing with, hang on to His Word. Let that be your guide. Allow Him to minister to you through somebody, that His joy, stay true, give Him thanks in all of these things. And know this, that God will come through. Don't give up. Only one thing is required. Let's go to Psalm 27, 13. I'll end with this. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord, watch this, in the land of the living. In other words, listen, you must have faith that God will not only save you in eternity, but he will come and take you out of this while you're still on this earth. Know that he will show you his goodness in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. That's the key. Don't give up. Hang in there. Stand strong. He says, wait in the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your hearts. No matter what it is. If you're willing to stay with Him, if you're willing to stand strong, if you're willing to wait for Him to answer, 
He will strengthen you. And then he says it again. He says, wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait for him. You see, we think waiting is sitting in a room. That's not what it means. It means having the power, the courage, the stamina, the will to be able to believe that God will get you through it. Waiting in a room is fun too for other things. But in this situation, he's saying, listen, don't go back. Don't give up. Don't end it now. God is well able. And if you're able to stick it out, if you're able to wait, it's not any might. He will strengthen you. And you will get through it. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, this morning in this place, man, God, you are so good. Your mercy truly endures forever. Lord, your people, yes, your people that are called by your name. Father, you are the God of compassion, of mercy, of love. Lord, so many are going through different things right now, struggles, different things that they're dealing with. Lord, I pray this morning, as we are gathered together, we make a decision as a church to wait for you. Lord, you are the one who will renew our strength. If we wait on you, you will come up behind us and lift us up. You will take us out of it. I pray this morning, Father, for any person in this building or watching online that is hurting, that is suffering, that is struggling. Holy Spirit, I ask the way that only you know how to bring peace. When Jesus breathed on his disciples, he said, peace be unto you. Father, I pray that you would release that peace on your people this morning. A peace that surpasses understanding. And Holy Spirit, that you will strengthen them, quicken their spirits, their mortal bodies, Father, so that they can stand against every trial, against every tribulation, against every hardship and sorrow over any situation that they're dealing with, that you will strengthen them this morning. Father, we are thankful for what you have done before. We are thankful that your word has st- is still breathing life to us now. We are thankful that you brought us this far. We are thankful that, that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, that you saved us, that you delivered us, that we're not where we used to be. And in this thanksgiving this morning, we cry out to you, God, and we ask, Lord, that you would renew our strength, that you would strengthen us and deliver us from the trials and tribulations and circumstances that we're dealing with in the mighty name of Jesus and we give you thanks. We give you thanks, Lord. We honor you. We praise you. We worship you this morning. Lord, there is no one in this room whose circumstance is too great for you to intervene, for you to meet, Father, to touch, to heal, to deliver, to set free, to restore, for surely this is who you are. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are our our healer, our restorer, and I give you thanks for it in the mighty name of Jesus this morning. If you're sitting here this morning, and you're going through something, can I challenge you this morning, right now, can everybody just stand for just a moment, we're going to end the service in like two minutes, 
Nobody move around. Just for two minutes, just everybody just, just stand there and right there where you are. Whatever the situation is that you're dealing with, that you're going through, can I ask you right there to just tell the Lord that even though it's hard, you're going to wait for Him. You're going you're to rely, you're going to trust Him to get you to the other side. That you put your faith in Him this morning. And can I ask you to just give thanks to Him for bringing you this far? Just take a moment right now that each and every one of us in our own hearts, you can say it loud, you can say it soft, just right there where you are, just begin to speak to the Lord about your situation right now. Just do it now. I'm going to give you just a moment. Father, you have heard their prayers this morning. Now, Father, I give you thanks that you are the God who answers us, that hears us. You are the God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What you did before, you can do again. These are your children. We are your people, Father. We are the seed of Abraham. We have been grafted in, Lord. Every promise in Scripture is ours, and we stand on it this morning. Your Word declares that you will never leave us or forsake us, that your love is everlasting, O God. I pray this morning and set myself in agreement, Lord, that you will strengthen them according to your Word, that you will help them to overcome every situation, every darkness, every plague, every attack of the enemy, anything that you've lost. I pray for restoration. I pray right now for deliverance and for healing. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come in right now in the mighty name of Jesus and strengthen them, God. Strengthen them, Lord. Strengthen them in the name of Jesus. And I give you thanks for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, if you believe it, give the Lord a big clap. Give Him a shout this morning. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we just honor You and love You and thank You. We say it all the time, Lord, but You truly are the same yesterday today and forever. You are just as reliable and trustworthy today as you were before. We are so grateful for your sacrifice. We are so grateful for your love. I pray that every person will leave you encouraged and strengthened by your word this morning, that they will hold fast to you, God, and never let you go. And Lord, that we will never be the same again. I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with each of you as you leave this morning. Go in the joy of the Lord and let the peace of God be your guide. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next week. Amen.